Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Through Our Perspective. Your hosts today are me, Nancy, and Jessley. In this episode, we will be interviewing and conversing with Veronica Clanton Higgins. Veronica is a certified life sexuality coach an author, a professor, and moreover, she is a Compton native and has her own podcast. Welcome, Veronica. Can you please introduce yourself? Hey! Hi, you guys. How are you? Uh, my name is Veronica Clanton Higgins. I am a therapist, a life coach, uh, um, a professor, and a lot of things, but most importantly, I am a Compton native. Um, I live in Compton, I work in Compton, I advocate in Compton, and so... You know, um, everything about emotional wellness for everyone in Compton. Yes, that's good. So we prepared a few questions to ask you. Um, Jessly, can you begin? Yes. Um, where did you study? What was your most memorable experience in college? <laughs> uh, so I did take the traditional route to college. Um, I didn't go to college till I was 22. Um, because I was tired of working at Taco Bell. Um, and so what I decided to do is I went to community college. Um, so that was fun. And because uh, <laughs> uh, math is not a good subject for me. And the most, my most memorable experience from college is trying to pass statistics. So that way I could graduate. Um, so I remember I couldn't pass it at Long Beach City. So then I went to Compton College. I couldn't pass it there. I just don't understand why I couldn't pass this class. Then I went to Southwest, couldn't pass it there. Luckily, when I transferred over to Cal State Dominguez Hills, um, they allowed me, since I had all my other classes, they allowed me to come to um, transfer in. And I took like a remedial, which is so embarrassing, a remedial math class so that I could prepare for statistics. And I never forget um, being pregnant with my second son, oh. trying to pass the statistics class. I could not fit in none of the desks because my belly was so big. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a memorable experience. That is. Yes, but he helped me pass. I don't know what it was about being pregnant. Luck. He good was luck. good luck. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, math is actually hard. I don't know. It is. It is. I don't know what it is. And it's, you will figure it would be simple because it's universal. Yeah. But I'm like, I cannot. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Long story short, I passed the math class when I was pregnant with my second son. He's going to be 15 this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it was definitely good luck. He gave you yes. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I got my bachelor's at Dominguez Hills and I got my master's from um, USC. And I'm currently working on my doctorate degree um, oh, at yes. Capella. Yes. Yes. Go, girl. You go. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we have another question. So how would you describe your experience as a life coach? Oh, so uh, I, I enjoy being a life coach because the difference, I always tell people the difference between doing a li- being a life coach and being a therapist is that most of the times when people come to me for therapy, they are in crisis or trying to figure some things out in their life. And sometimes it's really sad because some people have lost loved ones 
or they're experiencing um, depression or trauma, when people come to me uh, for my coaching, it is generally to get to another step in their life. I work with a lot of professionals. So I usually help them navigate mindset blocks so that way they can reach that next level of success for themselves. And so um, that's why coaching is, is different than therapy. And um, I enjoy co- um, coaching because, uh, you know, it's helpful but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um, more of a back and forth dynamic. So, yes, I, I love coaching because I love helping people who are already ready uh, reach that next phase in their life. Not saying that people who come to me for therapy aren't ready, but it's more of processing things that may have happened when they were younger or things that may have happened that they lost a loved one or someone died or they were beat up or, you know, trying to get them just back to um, um, a healthy state of functioning as opposed to someone who's um, coming from me to coaching. They're just coming to level up in success. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the difference. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So we Ooh. also noticed you have your own podcast. <laughs> It's called Intentional Healing, and I've heard it, and it's really good. It's actually really good. So can you tell us more, like, where did the idea of the podcast come to you, and where do you see it going? Oh, my God. So that was, I don't where were we? Were we at Color Compton? Um, we were somewhere, and I remember someone said, oh, you should start your own podcast. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds like another task. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's like, no, you should think about it. So I sat with it. I said, you know what? Well, let me just do something where we can have honest, transparent conversations. Um, and so that's when I wrote up uh, the specs for creating the Intentional Healing Podcast because um, a lot of times there's a lot of people, community leaders, and different people in the community when they need guidance or extra support, they come to me, right? And mm-hmm. so I said, what if I just create a space where we can just have open, authentic conversations? It's just like, it's really about who, you know, if you ever had someone over your house and you guys are sitting at the kitchen table and then you guys are like eating or drinking and you guys are just having a conversation, that, yeah. is, that is how the Titular Healing Podcast is. And we literally recorded at a big like wooden table if you see the videos on YouTube and um and we recorded at Color Compton and I just wanted to have like engaging open conversations about mental health about how people see themselves about relationships and things of that nature and even how do they see themselves as individuals from Compton and things of that nature how do they see themselves as women or as men so yeah so it's just just about open conversations and um I always make sure that I tailor the questions toward the guest and so that is always a fun part as well I'm like I always want to ask them this so it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so it is a labor of love I don't know where it's going to go um I I want um people to know about it but I feel like those who need to know about it will find out about it and to me, it's more about the relational currency with the guests than it is about it being like some big popular podcast. I do it just out as a labor of love in another way 
to have um, open conversations from different people from the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That's actually true. Podcasts actually let you not rant, but like talk to others about a certain topic. And then yeah. it leads you to other conversations and you yes. just keep on going and going. And you just find yes. the flow. Yeah, it's just so nice. Thank yes. you. That is exactly it. Like yeah. what you guys are doing with your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We wanted to ask, what is it that you do on your off time? And does any of it relate to what you do while you work? Uh, no, I try to make sure it does not. Um, when I'm off work, I want to be off work. So usually when I have downtime, I like to spend time with my uh, family. So we do like family movie nights or I just sit on the couch by myself when I tell my family, look, I need my, I need quiet time so I, might, yeah. Yeah, I need cause I talk for a living and um, it's a lot of work helping people navigate emotional things and it can be a little draining mm-hmm. and so uh, I like quiet time so in my off time I like to listen to meditation music uh, just sometimes I just sit and just be quiet and still talk to God um I love spending time with my family. So my husband and I would do our things together to spend time with each other. And then we'll do things with the boys, but they're teenagers who really don't want to hang out with their parents. So, <laughs> so we try to do family movie night at least once a month. So basically I do anything that does not require me to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually good. You actually mentioned really good. So, yeah. <laughs> I okay. like being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your favorite project that you are working on currently? Oh, these are good questions. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the actual, my favorite project I'm working on currently is the one that I'm doing with Girls Build LA. Right there. Um, and the Utility Price Resource Center. And so um, we um, did the emotional wellness program um, for students at your school, at Copter Early College. And so that is literally been like a labor of love. It's been a whole lot of fun. There's a lot of things moving in the background. Um, that I just had a meeting about the other day on how we can expand it, make it better. We love uh, it too. Oh yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Helpful. Yeah, the first session. Oh my goodness, it <laughs> made me so relaxed. Like the I missed the exercises. First. I felt so calm, and I was angry before. And then I entered the meeting, and I was like, "Oh my!" It's goodness. just like you find like your peace. You're just yes, like, you do. Yes, <sighs> it was good yeah. vibes only. Good vibes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And I'm yes. happy to hear you that because it's for you guys. So to hear you guys say that. It's really, it is really beautiful because we want you guys to have things that, um, that are what you need. And, um, I told, I told, um, Ms. Ponce when I dropped off the wellness kits for you guys and, mm-hmm. uh, and she, I just love Miss Ponce. She's just yes. everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's yes. so, she's amazing. <laughs> yes. She's amazing. And she was like, yeah, this is so, she said, well, you said you were dropping off something. I didn't know you was dropping off this. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I said, our students in Compton deserve the best. And as long as I 
involved and I have anything to do with it, they could always get the best. And so, mm. oh, all, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you know, I remember growing up in Compton and going to school in Compton, and I always felt like people just gave us whatever. And mm. I feel like that's not fair to us. And so why would I just give you guys whatever just because you're from Compton, like, you guys are going to get the best. Whatever I was going to do at any other school, you guys go get that and maybe some more, you know, but oh, it, thank important. you. Welcome. Yes. You are so welcome. So, yes. <laughs> so, that is my favorite project right now is that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, and tomorrow's like the third um, session. I'm excited. Yes. yes. Okay, make sure you have your yoga mats ready because yes. my girl Paula it's amazing. You guys are going to love her, and it's going to be a great session. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. <laughs> I'm going to teach my mom whatever I learn. Yeah. Oh, maybe mom yeah. can watch with you so she can see what's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 just, it's not just for us. It's for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Yes. See? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we love, love, love your response. Now yeah. we're going to be moving on into a different segment, asking some mental health questions um, we have personally and that others have. Okay. So the first topic is about school. So what advice would you give students who are going through a stressful time in school and who are feeling a lot of pressure to succeed? Oh, wow. So this is very common. Um, I actually am a therapist at a university. Um, And so a lot of the work that I do is with students (laughs) who are stressed about finals and midterms and keeping up with their class and do they need to change their major and things of that nature. And my, my response is always the same. Relax. Right. Um, and I, and the reason I say that is because I was, I tell students, you know what, when you are under a lot of stress, it actually makes it harder for your brain to remember information, right? Yeah, (laughs) right. Cause your brain is not, your brain is being flooded, um, by stress hormones, right? And so what that does, it impacts your brain's ability to analyze information, retain information, and things of that nature. So when you literally relax, you are literally allowing yourself the space to remember, right, Mm -hmm. and learn better. So um, that is one of the things that I tell them, because you don't want, when you are under a lot of stress, it's going to be hard to remember, it's going to be hard to analyze information and comprehension, right? And your body is also responding because now you feel your heart rate go up. You might get a headache, stomach ache, all of these different things, right? And so yeah. usually I just work with them to do things that in, um, increases the serotonin levels, right? And so with serotonin, it's really responsible for like your mood, and it's sometimes cognition. So I'm like, okay, let it, let's do some things that uh, improves your mood. So that way you're more calm and you're able to retain information. 
So that means doing things that you enjoy. So that means in between, that means structuring your schedule for studying in school where you still have time to relax. So that means that if you get out of school at four, don't come right home and do homework, right? Yeah. Come home, relax, eat, take a nap, whatever, right? Go for a walk and then schedule study time. So you might want to schedule like 30 minutes on math and then 30 minutes here, whatever, right? But don't work more than an hour. Then give yourself a break. And I always say do a serotonin increase in activity. So you might go on TikTok or you might watch something funny on TV and then go back to work. Our next question is about body image. Um, Why Mm -hmm. do you think many teenagers and people in general struggle with body image and having that confidence when it comes to their bodies? A lot of times people struggle with body image because of uh, media like a messaging they receive from society, magazines, and things of that nature. And so when you're watching TV, you don't see people who look like you. Or if you're looking at magazines, you don't see people that look like you. Uh, And I just mean in skin color, hair, height, body shape. Um, If you're always seeing that one thing, you're, you're subconsciously being programmed to believe that that's what the standard is, right? And so just oftentimes just working to be comfortable in your skin looks like affirming yourself, um, believing in yourself, and just making sure that you surround yourself with images of beauty that are reflective of yourself. So if you have like an aunt or a grandmother or someone that you like on TV that is reflective of you, that is what you want to surround yourself with. A lot of times we're only surrounded by one type. And then Instagram, Twitter, social media is not helping because people are only showing their highlights in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are not telling kids, oh, no, I had surgery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, are these Photoshop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So just a reminder, I love the fact that we both said Photoshop at the same time because it's (laughs) it's a thing. It's a thing. So just reminding yourself, like, is this a real representation of them or is this a representation of me? And then reminding yourself that they do not represent me. I am my own unique self. So this is where the self-confidence and self-esteem comes into play. Because you're going to have to remind yourself, like, look, she may or may not have surgery. Or because that is what she looks like doesn't mean that what I look like is not attractive and it's not beautiful. And it's not going to give me someone that I um, want to be with if I choose to be with anybody. Remember, that's a choice as well. Uh, So, yeah. So just loving on yourself, affirming yourself. Remember, you define you. And you're not defined by societal standards. Yeah. And we also yep. have to be positive towards the people who have done things to their body. Yeah. Yes. 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 Remember, yes. it is a choice. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yes. So, like, what are some risks of suffering from body image problems? And are there any resources available for anyone struggling with it? If you find someone uh, who is struggling, a lot of um, people struggle with body image 
Um, they will exhibit symptoms of anxiety or depression. Some develop um, eating disorders. Um, so it could be a plethora of things. If you have a friend or if yourself, um, if you feel like you're suffering, I always tell people reach out to a school counselor or uh, contact a crisis hotline and they'll direct you to somebody in your area. So one of my favorite crisis hotline numbers, because it's easy to remember, is you could text um, HOME to 741-741. And there's a crisis counselor that will text you um, and provide you with information. Or you could dial 211. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. I'm sure our listeners will definitely take that resource in mind. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. And we don't want to shame people for how they look or what they choose to do with their body. So I think that's always important. Um, remember, everything is a. Ch- yes. True. Yes. Absolutely. Our next yes. questions are uh, about anxiety and depression. And we would like to ask. What are the early signs and how can people cope? Are there any resources as well? So generally, I tell people um, there are um, anxiety symptoms, which doesn't mean that you have anxiety disorder, right? And there are depressive symptoms, but that does that mean you have you are depressed, right? Um, it's just important that you, I always tell people, you know, when to get help, when it starts to impair your ability to function, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes with anxiety, people experience like excessive worry, um, like feeling like everything is going to um, come to an end. Like we call that impending doom. Um, Some people experience insomnia, which is difficulty sleeping, right? Like falling asleep. Some people have heart palpitations, um, may get really tired. They might have sweaty palms. Um, and heart palpitations will feel like your heart is racing or your chest feels tight, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Some people have headaches and um, stomach aches, but it has to be a combination, right? And um, people have like lack of concentration, racist thoughts, unwanted thoughts. So we call those intrusive thoughts or ruminating thoughts. And so in order to be diagnosed with anxiety, you have to have a number of these symptoms over a period of time, right? But then some people might just experience anxiety symptoms, right, um, due to something else going on. So they might be feeling nervous or restless, have their increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, right? And it might be because they might be anxious about a test or have to have a tough conversation with somebody. And so, you know, it's a problem if over a period of time, those symptoms do not get better and they make it hard for you to function at school, um, function in your family, go to work. So that's when you know if there's an issue that needs to be addressed when it starts to impact your ability to function daily. Yeah, wow. That that will be helpful. That, yeah. All this will be helpful for our listeners to know if, what to right. do. When, yeah, what to do or how to... How to not diagnose, but like no one is time to get help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> she said it. Yes. yes, yes. And then with depressive symptoms, um, 
if you notice that you not really want to take a shower or you're having a hard time um, eating, you don't want to be around people like isolation. Um, and we also see like uh, thoughts of hurting yourself, um, weight gain or weight loss, like excessive weight gain or excessive weight loss under a short period of time. Right. Um, um, hypersomnia, which is sleeping a lot. Like they're always sleeping, like always sleeping. And then when they wake up, they're just moving slowly. Like they didn't get any, any sleep. Um, so we have hypersomnia, which is sleeping too much. And then there's insomnia when you're not sleeping enough. Um, you have the excessive crying. And some people who have depressive symptoms, it may look like anger. It may not look like sadness. It might look like anger, irritability too. So they're always arguing with people, fighting with people. Um, everybody gets on their nerves. Everything's an argument. So same as with the anxiety symptoms, when it starts to impact your ability to function, like you're not taking showers, you're not eating, or you're just eating, or you're binge eating, like eating too much. Um, you're uh, always tired no matter how much sleep you get, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, anything anything you guys that you feel is impacting your ability to function don't be afraid to ask for help there's Thank nothing you. wrong there's nothing wrong your brain is an interesting organ um <laughs> yes so, <laughs> yes you got to take care of it so if there's any or if you're a friend and you see a classmate or a friend or a cousin or a sister and it looks like we always say declining or if their behavior is impacting a lot, then that's when you want to talk to them or talk to a grown-up that you trust. Yeah. Yep. That was deep. Yeah, that really was. That, <laughs> it, 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 that's why I kept saying yep. I, was, no, I, was I didn't thinking. know what to say. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, hold on. <laughs> okay, you guys are funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So yes, speak up if you feel um, that you notice anyone in your life um, who may be experiencing these things and you don't know how to have that conversation. Talk to a trusted adult, not an adult that's going to yell at them and make them feel worse. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because, you know, adults, we're not perfect, right? Um, just a trusted adult or someone you know is going to talk to them and start the process of getting them connected to help, not someone that's going to shame them or tell them to snap out of it and actually make it worse. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And everyone, no one's alone in this world. So reach out for help. Talk yeah. to others. Talk to friends. And yeah. So now we will be moving on to a different topic regarding um, the LGBTQ community. So mm -hmm. is there any guidance you would give to someone who is questioning their sexuality or scared to come out? Yes, 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 yes. This is another uh, time when you want to make sure that um, you have resources. So there are still numbers that um, you guys can call, right? Because when you're thinking about your sexuality and what that looks like and being comfortable with it and not being shamed for it, it's really important that you find safe spaces. So there is a website called The Trevor Project. And it's, it's specifically for LGBTQIA youth, right? 
And so what it does is just connects them with resources. It has a hotline. It says everything that's needed. So that way they can get their needs met. Just remember, right, um, your sexuality is your business. And don't let other people tell you that you chose to be that way, right? You know how you exist. You know how you love. That is your business. And you should not be shamed or treated differently for it. However you want to identify all of it, period, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh absolutely. Right. And so to offer more support, um, please reach out to the Trevor Project. And um, I I think I gave you guys some numbers, but if not, let me know. And I'll give you guys more resources for our LGBTQ TIA youth to let them know they are not alone, that we see you, that we hear you, and you have the right to love the way you want to love without being shamed for it. Yep. Yes. I think you did give us resources and we'll include it at the end of the video or Thank in you. the description. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes, please. Okay. Now our next question is about life tips and what are some ways we can stop overthinking and enjoy the present? Uh, I always tell people be present. Remember how I said relax earlier? Yeah. Yes. Just relax, right? Um, and then be present. And when I say be present, so being present means just enjoying each moment as it presents itself to you in that moment. Because when you get older, you'll be like, wow, I wish I would have spent more time enjoying A, B, C, D, and E, right? Yeah. Um, when you're young, you know, a lot of people want to rush to adulthood. Enjoy, enjoy being a youth. Enjoy figuring out what you want to do, who you want to be, um, without having to worry about paying bills or taking care of children. Um, and if you are a teen mommy, you are taking care of children, that is absolutely fine. You still have the right to try to figure things out and, and figure out what's the best fit for you at this point in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And so you just want to be present. Don't rush anything right yeah totally just just enjoy it like if you have a test tomorrow take that test tomorrow when that test is done be done with it Mm -hmm. right yeah and don't worry about oh i wonder what i got when wait hey you find out when you find out right Mm -hmm. find out on that day um and so just be present if because if one thing i learned and a lot of people learn from this pandemic time it's so valuable, right? Yep, yep, it is. And it can shift. One thing can shift how you spend your time and who you spend your time with in a moment's notice. Yeah. So considering that, enjoy the time with your family, with your friends, with yourself, right? And just mm-hmm. be present and enjoy it. That was beautiful. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us and our listeners this advice. Um, I personally will use it and I hope our listeners will too. Yes. yes and thank you for the wonderful things you do to help out the BIPOC communities as well as assisting our wellness sessions. If you haven't signed up for the wellness session, please do. They are very, very, very helpful. Yes. And we are looking forward to tomorrow's session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
Well, thank you both for leading the change. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing. It's just, it's just fascinating. So give yourselves a big hug and a high five and all of that. Uh, you guys are amazing, doing amazing work. And I'm just super duper proud to know both of you. Thank you oh, so thank much. You, We're so glad and so happy that you could join us on this episode. Thank you. So this interview or this podcast episode is actually really inspiring. I loved it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yes. It helps open your eyes to different things. It does. It does. We talked about different topics and different resources. So yes. look out for the resources in the description or at the end of this episode. Uh, at the end of this episode, yeah. <laughs> I hope you all use some of this advice and know that you are not alone. Don't forget to check our Instagram for a well Wellness Wednesday workshop focused on emotional wellness. Thank you for listening and make sure to listen to our next episode on Monday. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.